God, as we see in the Scripture, intends for us as Christians to worship Him. And I'm, I'll have to confess, I'm a little nervous and I'm getting out of it right now because it's been a while since I was really in front of a, a, a bunch of kids. Now, I call you kids, but I, I know that you... What's the current... What's, what do you like to be called now? Teenagers, is that good? Teens? Teens is better than tweens, isn't it? All right, you're not that... We're, what, what do y'all like? What do y'all, let's hear from the band. What do y'all want to be called? Beast. All right. I knew that I could count on them. So, so now the popular consensus, I will refer to you as teens. All right, now. But it's been a while since I've been in front because I've been away from the classroom for a couple of years. Spent 14 years in front of, in a high school classroom, and I'm still pretty good. Got most of my sanity. But um, had a great time doing that. But it's been a while since I've just talked to, to youth in, in any capacity. But, but as we read this, we know that God wants us to worship Him. In, in your opinion, and, and what do you think? Just shout it out. It's okay. Somebody say, how do we worship God? What is worship to God? Somebody just give me a thought. Any side of the room, back, forward, how do we worship God? We praise Him, okay, I like that. So another way in which we can worship God. In spirit and truth, that's what the Scripture says, isn't it? We're supposed to do it in spirit and truth, and we're sitting there going, duh, I don't know how to do that. You better figure it out, amen? Because that's what Scripture says, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. What else? How do we worship God? Hands and feet, good. Something else? Sacrifice, reading the Bible, good. Get them going. What else? Anything else? Sharing His Word? With love, good. Anybody else? Going to church, all right, absolutely. Don't skip that one, right? Somebody else? Singing? There's a lot of ways in which we worship God, but when you look at Romans 12, 1 and 2, it really tells us some things Really simple stuff that, that you need to understand. Three things I pick out of it as I read this Scripture. It says that God wants you to give yourselves to Him. Can you buy that? God wants you to give yourself to Him. Now we'll talk about a little bit of what that is, but, but He wants you to give yourself to Him. He, he wants you to live a different life. Now what does that mean? He wants you to live a different life. Does that mean that you have to be the oddest person in school? Some of you are set because you're pretty odd, I understand. But, but does, is that what that means? Is that what we're talking about? That God wants you to live a different life. Think about it. And there's one more that I pick out of here and we'll come back. But God wants you to please Him. God wants you to please Him. Who are you pleasing? Who are you trying to make happy? Well, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a rhetorical question. You might be. It, it, it might be the girl next to you. Maybe not right now, but I mean... It, but, but it might be somebody that's, that, that you're trying to capture their attention. You ever try to capture somebody's attention? Anybody know how to throw their hair around? Brian used to. But, but you may have this way of trying to get somebody's attention. But who are you trying to please? See, the apostle who wrote this, Paul, is letting early Christians know exactly how they can go about pleasing God. 
And God wants you to give yourself to Him. See, most of us, I don't think, have a problem admitting there is something wrong with us. How many of you figured out there's something wrong with you? Some of you just haven't figured it out yet. But there's something wrong with that. See, they, not a one of them raised their hand back there. But we all know that there's something wrong with us. And, and, and we don't have a problem admitting that. But did you know that it's hard to give up control? You see, it, it's hard to give up control. Even when we get to the point that, yes, God, you can do something, but, but God, let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you what to fix. God, I, wish, I really wish you'd work on the, the six-pack first. See, I don't have the six-pack. I've kind of got the keg, but anyway. It's kind of rounded instead of chiseled. God wants you to give yourself to Him. In order for you to become what He wants you to be, God's going to have to put His hands on you. I said God's going to have to put His hands on you. Does that make you nervous? Because that's exactly what God has to do to, to make you what He wants you to be and what you ultimately want to be. Do you, and don't raise your hand because it's all, it's, all of us can look religious. But think about it in your heads and in your hearts. Is that really what you want? Is to be what God wants you to be. Because if you can't get past that question, then it's over with for you. Because a lot of us go into the mindset, well, yeah, I want to follow God, I want to do what God says, but, but it's going to be to a point. Well, where's the point? Or more importantly, what's the point? Because who's going to draw the line? Wouldn't you like to draw the line? God, I want you to do this, and I'll give up this much to be able to do this much. But God doesn't work that way. How much does He want of you? All. Every bit. And, and God wants us to give everything about ourselves to Him. I, I asked Brian, I, I, I just about begged and pleaded with him actually in a nice way. Because Brian said he wanted to do this mainly for our kids and some of you the others that are here. But I've been for the last several months wanting to talk to our kids. Well, you get the point. To our kids and Emma. How about that? <laughs> Who knows what Emma is. But anyway. Um, but I, I've wanted to talk to our youth for, for some time. And, and a matter of fact, the, the, our new guys and new girls that have come from... Um, children's department who just recently have even graduated the youth they'll remember you got up to seventh grade now is that it where are my seventh graders for all my seventh graders all right give the seventh graders a hand because they desperately need it amen but but if you guys that went to children's camp remember I wanted to, to spend some time with y'all and talk to you. I never had that chance to do it. And for the last several months, it's just been on my heart to, to really talk to our youth. Because you all need to make a decision. You, you all need to decide how serious you're going to be with God. And there won't be levels. There, there won't be steps. 
It'll be everything or it'll be no thing. And is that important to know? It's important to know. And God wants you to give yourself to Him. See, I'm a big believer that God takes us how we are. How many believe that God takes us how we are? Aren't you glad? Because boy, some of us, we're a mess. But I'm glad that God takes us as we are. I want you to understand that God will take you as you are, but He loves you too much to leave you there. And He will make you and work with you and work on you to make you what He wants to be. But God wants you to come and give it to Him. And in order to be what God and who God wants us to be, you know what you have to do? You have to take your hands off the steering wheel and let God drive. Now, I need to go somewhere with this. So, I know i got 7th graders. How many people, youth, is that good? How many of you are right now learning to drive? All right, put your hands up real high. Real high. Y'all watch out for them, okay? They're, you know. Look at all the hands. All right. Now, how many of you youth have been driving, got your license, maybe been doing that for at least six months? All right. Kayla, I know, Ryan, and I know. Yeah, we're not going to go that, there with Ryan. But, but, sorry, Ryan. Had to use you. know I would. But, so, so we understand that driving is a big responsibility, a lot of fun, but is it kind of scary? Be honest. This is the only place you're going to be honest. You're in a church. How many of you are learning to drive or just at any point was it scary? Man, y'all are just. Come, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I've seen you drive. I bet it was scary. No, I hadn't seen it. But, but yeah, at some point I was. And I kid Ryan because of one accident that Ryan had. But I'm going to confess to you in front of God in these cloud of witnesses. I totaled two cars before I was 21. So you're okay. Don't clap for that. It's kind of scary. But you want control. Don't you want control? You don't want anybody else driving. How crazy is it to reach across and give me that wheel? It, it doesn't work. And, and I always reminded of this story. I felt always I had a friend named Sean. And Sean was legally blind, and he was never going to be able to drive. And, and I felt sorry for him, because you think about your friends, and, and you're all getting excited to learn to drive, and you're always having a good time. Yeah, we'll get a car, and we'll go do this, we'll do that. Well, he was never going to get to do that, because he, could, he was legally blind. And, and, and I had my license, and I was driving him around, and we were, we were having a good time, but one thing missing, he didn't get to drive. So one day he asked me, can I drive your car? Legally blind. He had a little bit of vision, but legally blind. And I felt he was my best friend, and I should have prayed over it. I would have got the answer, no. But, but I said, okay. And, and, and so we went to a parking lot, and I gave him the wheel of my car. 1974 Torino. Yeah, some of you don't even know what it is. There's a year, 74? And I gave him the wheel to my car, the steering wheel. And he got in it and he started driving. And he was having a great time. Donuts, we, not wheelies, but close. I mean, we were all over the parking lot. And, and I 
We made it. I got back in the car, quit hyperventilating, <laughs> and we went on about our business. I thought it was over with. But I had an aunt who saw my car doing donuts on the parking lot. So now I'm faced with a dilemma because she's going to tell my mom. Now you think about this conversation. What am I going to say? Yes, Mom, I cut donuts on the parking lot. Or no, Mom, I let a blind man cut donuts on my parking lot. I don't remember what I said, but I learned a lesson. There's something about being in control. We want to be in control of our lives. All of us want that. But in order to surrender to God, to submit to God, you're going to have to do it and give Him control. And it, listen to me. And, and, and I've got to know many of you. I've known many of you. Glad to know you all. But I've known many of you for a long time. Baptized some of you. Spent time with many of you. Getting to know some of the newer folks. And you need to know as teenagers, this is urgent. You don't need to wait till you get older to make a commitment to live for God. You don't have a you, you do not have that promise that that's going to happen. I hope that every one of you get to be old so you know what it's like. I hope you have more grandkids than you can chase. I hope you live to be 150. But guys, listen to me very carefully. None of us None of us, none of us know that. And it's important to know that God wants you to give yourself to Him now. You know, none of us know that, do we? For us who live in this area, we, we, we're very well aware of how fragile life is, aren't we? Because we dealt with it last year with somebody that at least one person who could have very well been sitting in this meeting tonight if she hadn't been killed. Is that right? Because, and for those that don't know, when you heard the stories not too long ago of a, of a triple homicide in the area, y'all may not be aware of it, but that triple homicide was about five houses down. And Guinevere, who would have been probably at least available to be here tonight, and Texas, a little bit younger, they were big involved in our Awana program. And if I had been trying to guess how long they were going to be with us, I'd said a lot longer than what it ended up to be. I would have expected me to die before they died. They didn't wake up that morning thinking this is going to be the last day. Now, I'm not trying to be sad. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to make you push a point. But you need to understand something. It is urgent that you listen to the message of Christ. Don't listen to me. 
but listen to the message of Christ speaking to you. If you want to tune me out, that's okay. If you'll promise to go home and read Scripture for yourself. Because I know God will speak to you that way too. God wants you to give yourself to Him. He also wants you to live a different life. God wants you to live a different life. Now when I say that, what's some of the first things you come up with? Come on, I want crowd response. God wants me to live a different life. Well, what does that mean to you just to hear it like that? And don't necessarily give the church answer, okay? Change every, Do you have to change everything? Who said that? Are you that bad? Her sister says yes. And, and, but change everything, that's something. Okay, what else? What does that mean that God wants me to live a different life? What does that mean to you? Come on. Change everything. Tell others, so you're not doing that now? Just I'm, I turned it on you, I'm sorry. What else does it mean to live a different life? Change priorities? You ever thought about what your priorities are in a day? At certain times of the day, my priorities are to get to pizza quickly. That's it. Food or something like that. But what are your priorities that, that run you through the day? What are the things that make you go? What are the things that make you tick? Anything else? What does it mean to be different, live a different life? Take one more. Anybody? Be different from others. Is it important to? Are we being different for different sake? See, what I found out, and what I'm understanding older that I get, is if we want to be more like Jesus, we're going to have to be different than the world. Okay? We're going to have to be different than the world. Not just in the way that, that we dress, not just in certain those types of things we always think about. We have to be different on the inside. Did you know it's real easy to dress different? Did you know it's real easy to, to, to take a look that makes us look different from everybody? We can all do that. And did you know you can, you can button your collar up all the way up to here, have every, every hair in place for the, for the girls, have one of those skirts that drags the floor. But that's not the most important thing. What needs to be different is on the inside. And if it's on the inside, it'll come out on the outside. What are your motivations? What are the things that drive you? Do you understand that God wants you to live a different life? Was Jesus different? I asked, was Jesus different? Okay. How was Jesus different? Don't say Son of God. I got that. But how was He different when He was a person? How was Jesus different from the average person around Him? How was Jesus different? Just shoot it out. He never sinned. That's good. Can you imagine being Jesus' brother or sister? If you ever, you ever get compared to your brother or your sister, why can't you be more like them? Can you imagine being Jesus' brother or sister? Be more like Jesus. And you'd say, Mom, you'd be more like Jesus. <laughs> but have you ever thought about that? 
Be, be more like Jesus, okay. But what else? How else was Jesus different? Didn't sin, but how else was Jesus different? He did miracles. Did stuff that you and I can't do. How else was Jesus different? Dedicated His life to God. That's good. He dedicated His life to God. You think you could do that? Think you could? What's that? What? Uh, we could, but we don't. Why? See, I got I turned it all around because y'all thought y'all were coming for a concert and preaching, and then we go eat pizza and be done. But it's important to know some of these things we're asking ourselves because you're Kelsey, you're telling me the right stuff. You're saying everything I want you to say. And if we all could do that, things would be great. But why don't we do that? We're selfish. And we sin. We do all sin. But what happens when we sin? God says He'll forgive us. But there's more than just messing up. Because how many of us sin and mess up in a day? Raise your hand, Miss Brenda. There you go. I can pick with Miss Brenda. I was going to say something about her being older, but then I was when we talked about old people a while ago. But then I was reminded I'm older than her, so I knew she'd get me. But God wants us to be different. See, Jesus didn't conform to what was expected of him. You remember the scripture where it says, "Don't be conformed." Paul says, "Don't be conformed to what the world does. Don't do what everybody else does, but be what transformed by the renewing of your mind." Did you know you can listen to some of the tunes that they were singing? It has the word in them, and you can be renewed by the songs. I'm not talking about that cool bass player or that real cute drummer back there, but I'm talking about. I could say that I know her, and it's not icky when I say it. Right, Rachel? You tell them. But, but it's not the music or the beat, but it's the word that's in the song. It's, the, it's not the way I deliver or the humor I may or may not use, but it's the word I'm preaching. That is the power unto God to your salvation. And, and the way you'll be able to change if you're going to do that. Jesus didn't conform to what was expected of it. He was radically different from the established religion until he died. Last one is this. God wants us not only to live a different life, but God wants us to please Him. God wants us to please Him. Now, don't, don't shout this out, but think about in a day, maybe you've never thought of it in this way, but during the course of the day, who are you trying to make happy? Some of you would say, I'm trying to make my parents happy. Some of you would say, I'm trying to make my teachers happy because I want to get them off my back. And in the course of the day, if we'd be honest, there's a lot of people we're trying to make happy. But when we talk about the priorities that he mentioned just a while ago, the driving priority has to be to make God happy, to please God. Have you ever wondered if some of the stuff you do, some of the things we say, 
really please God? Ever wondered? God wants us to please Him. Well, how do we please God? How do you please God? Give me a personal thought on that. How do you please God? Anybody know? Nobody knows. Obey His commandments. Good. God says, Thou shalt read the Bible, trust Him, do it with love. you got the love vibe going over here. I like that. Got the hair, got the love. I tell you. Got it all going on. But, but it, it's, there's all those things. And you, guys, and you guys are able to give the church the answers. But are you living it? Let me ask you this. And I have seen some of you grow so much, I think, in, in, in faith. And I know that you appreciate what Brian and, and has done and Rachel and how we... You know, we've invested the, the time in, in, in different things to, to make sure we even had a youth group. Because two years ago, we really didn't. We had... Them two, and maybe and Hannah, and maybe one or one or two more, and and then it's come up, you know. And Emma came along, and but but we've invested that because we felt God wanted to do that and wanted to grow youth, and 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 you've come, and, and that's so great. And and Brian came, and and we've been praying, and and Brian's getting tougher. Is Brian getting tougher? He's getting tougher. Why? Because he's just a a Nazi like that. He's church, church daddy B. I know, but listen, listen for a second. Have you ever just think about it for a second? Don't answer out, but have you thought about why Brian is trying to tighten the screws? He just likes that. I mean, he just likes being mean. No, he just likes us. Uh, you know, he Brian's been where you've been since I've been there. Brian knows what you're going through. Brian knows. That the only thing that's going to make a difference in your life is Jesus Christ being active in it. Because a lot of adults in this room, they've got Jesus. They're so glad they got Jesus. But if they be honest with you, they know that some of them didn't come to later in life and they wish they would have listened at your age. They, they, they wish that God would have been active in them, not just giving them a list of rules of what to do and what not to do and how to dress, but they wish that they'd have listened to God so it would have made an impact in their life and they could have impacted others at a young age. Are you impacting kids at school? I sure am. They think I'm a nut. They see me coming down, they see me coming down the hallway and they go to the other side of the lockers. But are you... Maddie, can I just say Maddie? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to say Maddie. You know, you're not easily embarrassed. But could you make a difference? Could you make a difference? You don't have to answer, but you could. I want to, I want to tell you something. You are making a difference in somebody's life. Now here's the thing. You're, you're a testimony. They're watching you, and it's either positive or it's negative. They really are. All of us are. God wants us to please Him. He wants us to be able to live the type of life that Jesus would live. He wants us to help people the way that He would help people. 
He wants us to live a life that would cause others to want to know Him. Jesus wants us to live that kind of life. Hebrews 12. I don't remember which verse, but Hebrews 12. says that, Therefore, since we have such a large class of witnesses surrounding us, let's lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us and run with endurance the race that runs before us. I picked this skit guy's clip because it's spoken to my heart so much every time I've looked at it. Did you get anything out of that clip? Was it pretty good? How many of you have seen it before? Anybody ever seen it before? Some of you have seen it before. Some of you hadn't. And it's new every time I see it. And I know it has some funny parts and, and Tommy is kind of funny in it. And What's the other guy's name? All I heard was, Rah! what was it? What? Not God. He, the, the guy that played God, yes. But, but they, they did a good part of doing that. But you know that in a sense, that's what's happening. God is trying to, to chip away things about you that don't need to be there. Are there things in your life, influences you have, things that you're involved in that don't need to be there? Yes or no? Then why are they there? Perfect. Stand up. Do that so they can see it. And, and I understand that feeling. I've been there so many times. But one day we're going to be before God and God's going to ask us that and all we can do is before God? Think about that. Because I know that's not really what you want. Now that's why we feel, but we're not going to have an excuse. And I say, man, this is harsh. Let's get the band play again. Let's have, let's have some fun. The older I get, the more I realize you need this. And not just you because I'm older and I can do this to you. You need this. Because if you get it now, you will lead many people to know Jesus. That's just something I hear. There's not a person, wish I could point it all at you, there's not a person in these pews that won't impact somebody and get somebody to see Jesus and become saved due to your testimony if you'll just do it. I knew a little bit about Sundays coming mainly because of Rachel, the cute drummer. I knew her when she couldn't drum. She's always cute, but I knew her when she couldn't drum. And I knew a little bit about the band. They're great. Did you enjoy the way they played? They're good. You could have paid 15 bucks at a concert and not heard any better playing. It's probably more than 15 bucks, isn't it? But you would have paid way more and not heard any better playing than what and singing than what you heard. I think. But I look at those kids, I compare them with these kids, and y'all look exactly the same. Well, not really, but you know what I'm saying. They're they're regular kids. Nobody in this group is older than a sophomore, is that correct? Uh, how old are you when you're a sophomore? 16? 15. You 15? How old are you? They want to know. 15. All right. How old are you? 15. Rachel, are you really 15? You grew up on me. All right. 
15. And you guys aren't in a band, but you're roadies, okay? So how old are y'all? 17. Okay, so we split the difference. <coughs> they're sophomores in school. And they're up here. You know what? I, I love them, but you know what? One reason Brian and I called them, we talked about this, we had high-level business discussions, and, and one of the big things and reason we called them is because, yeah, I knew them, but, but the main reason was is because they're not trying to be rock stars. They just played and jammed and did a great job, and they praised God. They're making a difference in the 10th grade. I hope you do more than that. And if you can't sing and play, then who cares? But what can you do? What, what can you do? I will never, ever be able to shred that thing like these guys do. And I've got about six guitars. Just because you own a guitar don't mean you can play it. But what can I do? I can serve Him wherever I'm at. I can do whatever I can. I can give Him all I got. I may not be able to make that Gibson play, but but I can do... I think it's a Gibson. Good, thank you. Sometimes Epiphone. We'll get on that later. But <clears throat> Listen. What can you do? What What can you do? What wouldn't you do to please the God who created you and saved you. And then I think back to the skit. And there's a lot of chipping. And I'm getting close, I promise. There's a lot of chipping. There's a lot of changes that will have to be made. But what are you willing to lay down and have chipped off? Any of it going to hurt? Some of it hurt like a fire. But is it worth it? I ask you to stand. <clears throat> if you bow your heads, I, I I love all of you that I know more than you'll ever know. I'm grateful for the people that I've met tonight, and I love you too in the Lord. But guys, you need to. At 13, 14, 15, 16, you need to stop thinking as a child. And you need to start thinking the way God wants you to think. Because you're making a difference. Good, bad, and different. In somebody's life, you're making a difference. But more importantly, what is God making? How is He making a difference in your life? At the end of the day, you're not going to be able to say when, when God's is before you and you're before God, you're not going to be able to say, well, you, you know. Yeah, Brian told me about that. I remember Brother Darren teaching about that and preaching. Boy, he, he really used to talk about that a lot. But at the end of the day, God's going to ask you, what would you do? And unfortunately, some of us, the best we might be able to do. Don't let it be that way. Please don't let it be that way. Girls, don't let it be that way. Boys, don't let it be that way. God has some of you pegged out for such a life. He probably at least has one minister in this group. He may have a worship leader. He may have a musician. Not a magician, but a musician. Like them. He might have a magician. Someone who can 
do illusions and bring others to Christ. He's got something for you. Each one, there's not a person. There are certain ones of you I pick on. Ryan's one of them. Many different ones. But I want you to know something. There's not a person that gets left out. God wants to use you. And He wants to impact your life. He wants to change you for His good. And for your good. And it doesn't just mean about listening to the right kind of music and doing this and I can't do here. Because sometimes we get so caught up, well, I can't listen to this group and I really like that group. And, and, and I can't go here, but I really want to do that. I want to share something with you. If you get a big enough dose of Jesus in your heart, that stuff won't even matter. But how are you going to let Jesus change your life today? Bow your heads. Father, Speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts. Thank You for this time You've given us, God. <clears throat> You're so good. I'm so glad that You give us this time. And Lord, if there's anybody that needs to come and pray, please let them pray. God, we thank You so much. Please speak to our heart today in Jesus' name. They're going to play a song and Brian's going to come. I'll be up here. Brian will be here. For those that are more comfortable with Brother Jason, he'll be up here. Would you come and pray if you need to? You pray where you're at. If it's that big a deal to you, I'll come sit at the pew and pray with you. But don't just say, it's almost over and we're about to eat. Let God speak to you. He wants to speak to you. I'm not lying to you. He wants to speak to you.